I can't help but feel neglected. Changing up the schedule, your calendar refreshing. Time pass and we move on, nobody says shit. How I'm supposed to act when my morals ain't respected? How you supposed to act when your feelings ain't protected? I'm cashing checks just to get some neck and some necklaces. Too loud. What's next? Too loud. More turbulence. Too loud. Ran on this plane. Success. Is this Isaiah Rashad or? No, it's Baby Keem. So, like, Baby Keem is trying to be a TDE guy now? I don't even think it's TDE. I think it's a subsection. Like, Kendrick's own label. <laughs> like, EDD? That's that's the name of it? I, no. I don't know. I don't know. It's something super black, super plants or something like that. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, welcome back to another episode of Two Loud with Sound Ryan. Um, today... It's list Wednesday, so we are going to actually give a list of the top 10. Well, actually, we're giving this to you the day before Wednesday because uh, Wednesday's already waiver wire day, so it's already too late. So we're giving it to you right before the waiver wire starts, or the waiver wire ends. Um, uh, so we're just going to release this episode at like midnight. So right at the waiver wire? Or? No, it's before. It's before the waiver wire. So you no, can still hop on the waiver wire after this episode. Before. Unless you live in the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's already waiver wire time. In fact, it might already be waiver wire time for me in one of my other leagues. Damn it. But yes, regardless, these are 10 guys that you should keep an eye on going into this week. Because not all 10 of these guys are going to be immediately picked up at midnight. No, that's true. That's true. Only a handful. But yeah, we have a top 10 list of the top 10 waiver wire pickups. Thank you again for listening. Wherever you are listening to Too Loud with Sound Ryan. Shout out to... Uh, all the podcast fantasy, everybody in the podcast fantasy group, especially the losers who are shouting out all their, uh, all the victors this week on their various socials. And uh, we're kind of taking what not your fathers just tweeted. They're like all pro waiver pickup. It's like almost the exact same team. <laughs> oh, the same team as what we have right now? Yeah, except for like one or two names. Well, whatever. <laughs> I bet you Tim Patrick's not one of them. <laughs> He's definitely not. I know. But all right, let's start it off. Top ten waiver wire pickups for week two. Number ten. At number ten. Uh, so both. This isn't really a. Like, oh, this is Sal's list. This is Ryan's list. This is just a combination. But at number 10, it's uh, the Green Bay defense going up against the Lions this week on Monday Night Football. I think that was a very fluky uh, result that happened against the Saints. Yes, Jameis threw five touchdowns, and we'll get to him later. But the Packers only allowed 187 passing yards. And Camaro only had... Had less than 100 yards all-purpose in that game. So, like, it's not like they played bad. They still had talent. They just were put in, like, bad situations because of Aaron Rodgers and shit. Yeah, and the thing is, it's Monday night against Jared Goff, who's not a particularly clutch, primetime game type of guy. Well, at least not anymore. I don't know. Maybe a new Jared Goff's coming out because he's trying to actually get up on out of Detroit, but doesn't have enough weapons besides TJ Hawkinson for me to be convinced that they'll be able to take out the Packers. I think the Packers are going to make an embarrassment of them. Yeah, Jared Goff football. had, like, solid numbers, but, like, that was only because the Niners were up by 30 and they were just letting them, like, it was garbage points, really. 
and almost won the game for them. Yeah, I think they might be. They should be higher than number ten, honestly. I think this is the best defense because I've seen them in so many leagues. I think so many people are like off them because of that game last week, but like they are a good defense. In ESPN, they're projected six points too. I, I, they should have a day against the Lions, and if they don't, then the Packers are just done. If the Lions just go off on them, then that's bad. But yeah, that number ten. Try to pick up the Packers defense if you need one this week against the Lions on Monday night. Number nine. Number nine. Tyler Heineke, quarterback of the Washington football team. He came in for Ryan Patrick after he went down. He had 122 yards, a touchdown, 10 fantasy points. Not too much, but this week he plays the Giants, who let Teddy B just kind of throw all over them, and Teddy B didn't even make a mistake that whole game. Tyler Heineke plays with the good aggressiveness and tenacity. I mean, he helped the Washington football team go to the playoffs, like at the end of the stretch, uh, at the end of last year. Tyler Heineke's a good pickup, and I think he would help out. This also helps out too, Terry McLaurin, who he has he had a good rapport with, and uh, Logan Thomas from last year. Even Antonio Gibson just catching some swing routes. Uh, the team respects him too. It's may it's a very much a matchup thing, I think, when it comes to Heineke. Also, they don't have. I, I like him better than like Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod Taylor is going up against the Browns this week, and the Giants defense made Teddy Bridgewater look like a star. I know. There's another guy people are saying, oh, maybe you should pick him up. Like, nah, that's another guy's ball. We'll get to that. Man. We'll get to that later, but yeah, Tyner, Heineke, I think he should have a good game on Thursday night. He'll, he'll probably put in like a star-making performance where like everybody's like, oh, now, now the Washington has finally found their quarterback in Heineke and you know, yeah. people suck the ghost of his dick <laughs> for like a minute. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, the number nine fantasy waiver option going into week two. Tyler Heineke. Number eight. At number eight, we have Juwan Johnson. The tight end of the Saints. He had three receptions, but more importantly, two of those receptions were touchdowns. Ended up with 15 points last week. He looked like the red zone target for Jameis Winston when he had those uh, red zone opportunities because of Packer turnovers in that game. But he was the he was the guy to get the tubs, and he has the sure hands, and he's going to give it to him in the end zone. Jameis Winston likes giving it to his tight ends. That is true. O.J. Howard was considered like a top guy when Jameis Winston was there. So he's doing better than your other guy. Wasn't there another dude on that team that you were like, oh, yeah, they picked this guy. Uh, Adam Troutman? Yeah, bigger taste of you. He was nowhere to be found in the fight. Him and Marquez Calloway were nowhere to be found in those games. Screw you, man. You had a catch. (laughs) But no, Juwan Johnson now is the guy instead of Troutman? Juwan Johnson is definitely the guy because he's the red zone target guy who's going to get red zone targets because the Saints are a good team. Hashtag justice for Juwan. I'm telling you, Juwan Johnson is going to get you like anywhere from 8 to like 15 fantasy points a game. And that's good if you're just picking up someone off the wave board. Number 8, Juwan Johnson. Number 7. 
Number seven, wide receiver of the Broncos. Oh, Tim yeah. Tell him. Patrick. <laughs> he had four targets, three catches, 39 yards only, but he did get a touchdown. He always seems to just get a touchdown. He had 13.9 fantasy points in some leagues, 13 points in most leagues. Sal, are you, are you excited about Tim Patrick, especially since Jerry Judy's out for at least four to six weeks? Especially because he's out for four to and six weeks. And you're not afid of Corlin Sutton. Carlos Sutton's practically been a bust. Tim Patrick is the guy. Tim Patrick is the best Bronco receiver since Christian McCaffrey's dad. Ed McCaffrey. Ed, that means he's like top two receivers of all time in Bronco history. And you trust Teddy Bridgewater, especially against the Jaguars? Who, uh, yeah, the Broncos played the Jags this week, who made Brandon Cooks look like a million bucks, and Teddy Tyra, Tyra, Tyra Taylor look like, oh, everybody now wants you to pick him up on your fantasy team? No. <laughs> no, it's it's Jags gold. That's what it is. I told you, the Jags have no one on defense. It's that, tough for them. That is true. I didn't expect them to look that bad against the Texans, so now they're going to look bad against every. Or Urban Meyer is just awful. He's going to He's, he's not gonna even going to coach USC. Oh, he's not? Why? Uh, they said that Eric Bieniemy's a... Uh, I hope fucking Eric Vietnam goes over there. Because he needs to leave the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. He's annoying the shit out of me. But, uh, yeah, get big time Timmy Jim, Timmy Patrick, Timothy Patrick. Guy with two first names. Dude's awesome. Tim Patrick at number seven. Number six. We don't play that type of music here. Number six, I'll go. <laughs> At number six, we have the tight end of the Chargers, Jared Cook. He uh, shocked a lot of people this week. A lot of people uh, had him under the radar, but he ended up having eight targets, 56 yards, and a solid eight points. How do you have eight points on 56 yards? And uh... I think he caught three of those balls, that's why. Oh, okay, so he got three balls. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And you're, it's. I think that he should be high only because... He's going against the Cowboys this week, who have given up the most points to tight ends all year. And that goes a long way. It's only been one game when he beat all year. And the thing is, too, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. So, like, he's going to give it to him on the dime. And Jared Cook, if when Jared Cook gets a great quarterback against the Cowboys, he's going to be on the sideline getting some good balls because that's what happened when he was on the Packers against you guys and he helped uh, lead one of the game-winning drives down you guys at the playoffs. Uh, okay, you know what happened? This is... I, God damn it. Why did you have to just bring that up? Because that's all I think about. I'm like, dude, Jericho cooked you guys last time. When we were at Dave & Buster's watching the game. Yes, I know. Players. I remember that game. Um... One, he oh, no, no. He had five catches for 56 yards and 10 fantasy points. So. Oh, okay. So even better than your eight. So that's, it's good. That's probably a different scoring. That's why. Oh, but eight, eight targets, though? That's, yeah. That's a lot. That was the big number that I saw right there. Because uh, he's the third guy on the Chargers. It's pretty much Keenan Allen. Mike Williams. Mike Williams and then Jared, Jared Cook. Al Jared Cook. And since Justin Herbert's a capable quarterback, he's going to throw it down the field all the time. And if he's playing the Cowboys, that means he's probably oh, going to get go guarded by, like, Anthony Brown exactly. or Micah Parsons. Who, oh, I don't know. Michael Parsons on Jared Cook might be, that might be the matchup of the game because I think he was doing well on Gronk. It's just Tom Brady was doing Tom Brady things. But tell me. And so it was hard. Like, there was one play where Parsons was on him by all stretch of the imagination. And then Brady just put it, like, out, like, in between them. I'm not saying Justin Herbert's as good as, or is better than Tom Brady, but he could throw some throws like that. So he'll, I make, think he'll make, like, two out of those five throws that Brady made. So that's why he'll do that. But the thing is also, 
Uh, Jared Cook's got eight targets. He's going to get a lot of targets because you guys are going to throw 50 times. So Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense isn't afraid to throw 50 times with you. You guys are going to be no. in a shootout. You guys are going to run the ball like that. The Chargers probably rush defense is better than their pass defense. It's about it'll the same. A, it'll be a good game. I'm telling you. The thing is, Sal, um, Jared Cook is a like a for sure 10 points this week if you're playing one-point PPR, so... You should just you should just pick him up. He should be someone you want because you're like, wow, I can get ten points from this guy. And then I mean, you're gonna probably. No, be... I know you've been crying to me all week to get him. And remember how good. And remember how good he was. Uh, on the Raiders too, he would get a lot of touches. And I mean, even on uh, the Saints. I mean, more recently. Yeah. No, he's just a big body that. He gets open able too. Able to get open. It's. And if you're like not getting the top tight ends, like you need him, like he'll help you win a championship because he's worth nothing. He's kind of like a Dwight Howard is now in the NBA, like he's just big enough that he's like you have to make sure you pay attention to him, or he'll kill you if you're really not paying paying attention to him. Cause he's as good as Goddard to me. Like Goddard gets a lot of touches, but nah, Gio Goddard's Cooks... probably a better like athlete to get open. It's, like no. Goddard could be the number two. I don't on mean Philly. physically physically wise. I mean fantasy. Like oh. they're on equal terms to me. Because Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Justin Herbert at quarterback, it's like, it's it's a little, it's better for Jared Cook. Jared Cook's gonna have a good time. Well, I know that's who we're trying to get in our, uh, on Probably, our team. Hopefully, no one's listening in the next three hours. Everybody's been there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's why we do this to give everybody the sauce, make it a great uh league, and make sure you win a fantasy championship. When we come back, we have the top five players to get off the waiver this week. Imagine somebody got like 10 pickups off the press. That wouldn't even make sense. I know. Although I did hear of a new uh, fantasy, new way to play fantasy today. It's called like a survivor league. So you're supposed to play with like 16, 17 people, right? And it's everybody against everybody. And whoever has the least amount of points, their team like explodes. And all their players go onto the waiver wire. Oh my goodness. And it's, it's elimination into the final week. So at the final week, you have all the players that you can want. It's just a super, super team versus super team. Wow. So let's go on. That is cool. But uh, yeah. We'll be back. Too loud. Top five waiver wire pickups. But I promise that this strap Ain't gonna lie, that little shit major. My host carry taser. Yeah. When it comes to this little paper, my shit coming paid. Sure. When I had to slow down all through drawers, I had to go through phases. Sure. Even though we fighting all on cases, keep yeah. them guns on stages. And our list of the top 10 waiver wire pickups going into week two the NFL season. And we're undefeated still. Yeah. We're kicking ass. We're at a good spot because, like, we won, but also we didn't score a lot of points. So we the least amount. Well, out of all the we'll get, like, a mid-tier waiver wire pickup. Yeah, at least we, we'll we should get the guys decent. that we want. Yeah, we should get at least someone decent. Stay tuned this week for a preview of the week two matchups in the podcast fantasy league, as well as our picks for week two. And uh, have we decided on the two uh, punishments going on to the voting? It's the Ryan Garcia round. punching one, and then you also 
I have to make a song so and a music video that matches it so or or no no not or the music video you do the music video with the song like you have to make the song no i'm saying it's the ryan garcia or no I'm just like, do both i'm just not gonna make punching, punching while you do the music video, video. okay it's or all right or you well you're supposed to come up with a punishment so we can put the video. vote to the audience oh well that's gonna be it they're gonna vote tomorrow and then uh you'll do it when you come back from your stupid san francisco concert i have to work <laughs> yeah i know as soon as you go to your stupid san francisco concert you're gonna come back or work i'm seeing tame impala too and you're gonna get work with this. i hope i'm gonna be upset if i'm just outside so you <laughs> I can't even see i'm just outside in san francisco I can't even go no uh, so we'll figure out tomorrow because i'm gonna post it up in the morning uh tomorrow morning basically between the Ryan Garcia punching one and the other one because every all the other ones you guys are giving me well there's only like three of them that they're giving me they're all terrible 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 ones the best one if we were like some rich YouTubers, we would do the plane one where you have to go to a, a random place and then fly right back. That would be fucking Honestly, annoying. that would made me uh, by uh, our boy J-Back. That was uh, that was a good one. I was even like, I was like, you know you what? Like, spend like 79 bucks. It won't be that bad, no, you know? Yeah, if it's like a $60 flight, like cheap-ass flight, it just fly there, fly same, back. Same like, like the trip, Oregon or some shit? That would be funny. That would be annoying. <laughs> I know. I know. It would be such a bitch. And I wouldn't. The thing is. Well, I would have to take you fuck. <laughs> and I'd have to pick you up. That would be a burden to me, too, if anything. But, yeah. We're back with a top 10 list of the top 10 waiver wire pickups going into week two of the NFL and fantasy football. Ended the list with Jared Cook. Had Tim Patrick at number seven. Number eight, Jawan Johnson from the Saints. Tyler Heineke, quarterback at the football team. And number nine and number 10, the Green Bay defense, who's going against the terrible, terrible, but not last week, Lions offense, who I don't think is going to show. Sorry. Whew. The Bubs. Top 10 list jitters. Well, um, and I think that uh, Jared Goff is just not someone who comes up in the clutch. So I think the Packers defense will do good. But yeah, Sal, now it's time to go on to the top five wave wire options going into next week. Number five. And number five. A Giants receiver when Sterling Shepard had nine targets. Wow, you think you're seven catches, you're 113 bad. yards, and 20 points against the Panthers. No, not even the Broncos. The Broncos, who so have against solid defense. great corners. Yes, yeah. looks like he's the only one that could get open. Um, he had nine targets. Nine targets, a lot of targets. Yeah, he's Daniel Jones's guy. Honestly, the thing that keeps Sterling Shepard off the field is that he gets hurt. And that's why you want to start him next week because if he did that to the Broncos defense, he'll probably do it against the Washington football defense still. Yeah. Um, even against like that defense because Mike Williams still had a day against him. Keenan Allen still had 14, 13 targets for nine catches. And then, like we said, Jared Cook still had five catches for 56 yards. Especially if he's the guy that he's the it, guy. It looks like when Daniel Jones is like, yeah, like his fucking. He's, yeah. the, key, he's the Keenan Allen. Yeah, the where team, he's like, so. yeah, shit, like they're gonna get me. Just throw it to Sterling Shepard. He's gonna get nine, and it's gonna be a division game, so it's gonna be more heated. Ten to nine targets. If he gets a touchdown, which he should get a touchdown, it should work out. But this week he got a what, two touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah, he's looking way better than Kenny Galladay still. Like. No, never mind. Not two touchdowns. Seven catches for 130. Yeah, he didn't have any touchdowns, but he had a sol again a solid day, better than Galladay, and he's on a lot of uh, waiver wires, so try to get him. Number four. Number four is probably the best defense on the waiver wire going into next week. 
the Saints defense. We learned is last it though, week. Or was they're last the real week deal, just a dude. fluke? The Saints are the real deal, and they're going against the Panthers. Ah. Who barely put up 19 on the Jets. And I'm telling you, the Saints defense is definitely way better than the Jets defense. That's for that's for sure with Cam Jordan on that defense too. Marshawn Lattimore in front. Well, I don't think Marshawn Lattimore is there. You know what? If they if they're able to keep, because I know that Sam Darnold's definitely not Aaron Rodgers, even on a when he doesn't care about going to work week. But if they're able to hold Robbie and Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore the way that they held down Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams last week. Then I'll be like, all right, these guys are good. But you're right. Carolina shouldn't. It's a division game, though, so you don't really know. I don't know. I think I might rather get the Packers defense at this one. Packers defense is better, in your opinion? I think the Saints defense is the best one because the Saints have a great defense. Because they're also playing Detroit, though. And the Panthers do have talent Detroit, on offense. Like they go off on the Niners defense, and you said they're great, so it we'll see. does mean <laughs> it does mean, and it's a division game. Like, those are always tricky. But I like the Saints defense better. But either or either defense, you can't go wrong with, right? You would say Green Bay has the edge? I would personally, but I can see why you would put the Saints higher. It makes sense why. Because they, they're – Saints are going to get picked up faster. So if you're at the top of the wire, like waiver wire, you might as well get the Saints first because they're not going to hold over. Number three. At number three, we got Mark Ingram running back on the Texans. Now, he only had 86 yards, but he did score a touchdown. He did score a touchdown. But he got 26 attempts. So they gave him the ball more than anybody on that team. And they have Phillip Lindsay and David Johnson. They gave him the most. Yeah, yeah. David Johnson was an afterthought. Phillip Lindsay got the ball, I think, three times. Yeah, like, no, he got it more than that. He got like eight, nine times. So if, if, like, anything happens to Mark Ingram, Phil Blinsey's the guy right after that. But Mark Ingram got 26 carries. That's a lot of carries. And that's a lot of volume, so that shows that he's the guy. I would like him against the Browns just because he played on the Ravens, so he's, it's not like he's going to be intimidated just to begin with. He's already going to know what's up. And I feel like Mark Ingram, just with that volume, will score a touchdown, even if it's 12 fantasy points. If you don't have a good running back, that's 12 free fantasy points right there. Yeah, that it feels pretty disrespectful that to the Browns defense that people are saying, "Oh no, the Texans are fine. They're gonna do the exact same thing to the Browns defense this week." Like, I don't get where that's coming from. Okay. I, I wouldn't really start any Texans offensive guys. However, having these guys against picking them up too. Yeah, at least having them on your team, you could be like, "Okay, at least these are the guys who I know are gonna ball out for this team." So if they play like the Jags again or just another bad team. Yeah, because once they play the Jags again, it's on, and they're going to kick their ass. And that's They're going to play the Jags again in the playoffs. So maybe yeah. you'll need them in the playoffs, too. They also play Seattle and Tennessee, who look bad. And the, uh, the you're, Jets. You're looking at those defense. I can tell you're looking at the defense. Like, damn, he's playing some tough defenses. Though. He's playing the Patriots, playing the Bills. Yeah, but the they, they even play Carolina next weekend. Uh, again, I'm not sure that they're an elite defense. He's a guy that definitely you want to have if Especially in a deep league where running backs are always like prime value because those go quick. Like you want to make sure you at least have like somebody to back up running back because those guys go away and running backs are 
hard to find in fantasy. Regular football, it seems like no one cares about throwing back, but fantasy, they're one of the top gets. So, Art, try to get a marking. Number two. Number two goes to someone who's not on a lot of waiver wires, probably around like 50%. Some of them have them, some of them don't. In most of the waiver wires that I see, I don't see Jameis Winston, uh, the quarterback of the Saints. Or I mean, I do see Jameis Winston on it. Sal says on his, he doesn't see Jameis Winston. A lot of people drafted him. What's funny yeah. is I drafted Jameis Winston, and I dropped him for fucking Big Ben. And if I would have just started Jameis Winston and my Darren Waller, just them alone, I would have won. That's it. So... Uh, this is a different league I'm talking about. But James Winston had five touchdowns on 187 yards throwing. 28 or 29 fantasy points, depending on your league. James Winston is looking good out there. That's the number, though, that worries me, that 187 yards. like He didn't have to, though, because Alvin Kamara's going to open up the field. He had less than 100 yards, though. So, like, that offense didn't really move around. I know it's because they had, like, short fields most of the game. I mean, it's, it shows... It's better because it shows how accurate he was with the little bit of attempts he had. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, he may do. Best quarterback on the wave wire if he's on it, right? Yeah, definitely. Because while you might say other guys have, like, rushing potential or something, there's no way. Like, Jameis Winston is going to put up big numbers. Like, that's just what he does. He's the best fantasy quarterback you could probably get. And he's on a lot of waivers. So, you'll have to get Because even if he has, like, interception games, he's still going to throw at least two to three touchdowns. Like, he's not going to not throw a touchdown, you know what I mean? Especially on the Saints offense that, like, Sean Payton knows how to coach quarterbacks. So I trust him to make enough plays to win a fantasy game. Not a real game all the time, but a fantasy game. That's true. It's 100% true. That's why I like him. And now the number one guy to get on the waiver wire is going into week two of the NFL. At number one, the top of the list for a lot of waiver wires, especially now that Raheem Mostert's hurt out for the season. It's Elijah Mitchell, the running back who came out of nowhere and took Trey Sermon's spot. Straight the fuck up. And he looked good. Yeah, Have he got 19 yards, he 104 good. 19 carries, 104 yards, a touchdown, 16 fantasy points. Didn't do much in the receiving realm, though. That was more Jermichael Hasty who got like the pass catching back. But still, Elijah Mitchell coming out of nowhere, and now he's the guy that everybody wants. He's, what, he's everything you thought Trey Sermon was going to be. He's everything that Trey Sermon was supposed to be, and then Trey Sermon just got – him and Brandon Ayuk just got – they had to have gone to, like, a party or something, but, like, they were in Detroit. Why were they going out to Detroit? Were they the ones that vandalized the Eminem mural outside of Detroit? <laughs> oh, my God, probably. That's why they got benched in that game. Kyle Shanahan's a – he must love Eminem because he's like, no. He's like, I won't stand for this. That's definitely what he said. I he won't is stand a, for this. No, what did he? I know that uh, Shanahan is a big hip-hop head. That's why. There's, there's a, something like he named his kid. Something. I, I, I'm going to find that by the next segment. But I'm telling you. Yeah, that makes sense. They vandalized the Eminem mural. Don't quote me on that. But do quote me on that. But anyway, don't. Elijah Mitchell, just even in that Shanahan offense, you want to have one of the three running backs if you got two that's even better but he's gonna get his obviously he's gonna get his touches it might be just because they played the lions and they were just like yeah put in the kid why not and like they're saving everybody else but nah you want this running back he proved himself he, he looked did. good it's annoying 
But Trey Sermon's still going to ball out. He's still going to come in and have his day. Don't don't you worry. They are playing the Eagles, though. And that kind of worries me. They have a good, they're supposed to have a good front seven. Uh, uh, even though Zeke dominates them every time. But, like, <laughs> Zeke's washed. They're supposed to stop Zeke, running back. Zeke's hashtag washed king. But that's, that's my only, in I, I'm interested to see how good the Eagles are. Like, especially the Niners. Like, they're, they should, like, that's going to be interesting. Like, what you're going to see who's good and who's not in that matchup. Yeah, and I think the Niners are overrated. They suck. So, you're gonna, so you think the Eagles are going to win that? I'll take the Eagles. They suck. <laughs> I'm taking them. Anyway, we'll get to picks on the next episode. But, yeah, those are the guys you got to get. Top 10 waiver wire pickups. What do you think? Did we miss out on some people like Rondell Moore, who we dropped on our team and was still the man? Elijah Moore was not the man. Chose the wrong Moore. Would you rather get guys like uh, Sammy Watkins, Manuel Sanders? Let us know. Mac Jones going up against the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater going against the Jags. Made Tara Taylor look like Michael Vick. Let us know what... Let us know We're who you're picking bucks. up on the waiver wire at Too Loud Sal and Ryan. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Share this episode with your friends when they say, oh, how did you uh, get so good at fantasy football? Why are you uh, at the top of the league right now? How did you get? How did you know Elijah Mitchell was going to be the man? Say, because I listened to Too Loud with Sal and Ryan. And that's why I'm winning. When we come back, we have two loud minutes. It is too loud. Cardi is a reincarnated version of Tupac. People on the internet. Yeah, like social media, Twitter. Every, it's just a, becoming a theme. I like Playboy when, when Cardi. When Tupac died, Playboy Cardi was born the same day. So, <laughs> what? Well, what do you have to say now, Sal? That's a coincidence. It's a very comic <laughs> coincidence. That's funny. Um, some movie news. First, Halloween Kills gonna debut on peacock exclusively and in theaters so like if you have peacock you get to watch halloween the oh, new halloween cool. movie and uh the matrix 4 trailer drops neo's back in the matrix long hair he's john wick in the matrix that's cool you gonna watch uh, either halloween kills or I've which one would you rather watch halloween kill or the matrix you have to choose one i guess halloween kill i've never seen any of the matrix matrix so i don't know have you seen any of the halloweens uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, there's like 20. You've had it. They're the same thing every time. <laughs> yeah. So Fat Joe and uh, Ja Rule had a versus the other day. And uh, 
apparently Fat Joe just got creamed because Ja Rule has way too many bangers. I don't want to see Fat Joe getting creamed. <laughs> he just uh, got he, he, creamed he, all over. Anything. Fat and then, then, then Ja Rule brought out Ashanti, which was too much after that. After that point, it's already over. Yeah. Uh, ja who would you rather listen to, Fat Joe or Ja Rule? You know, Ja Rule has more hits, though. Like, he has more just, like, party songs. Or Fat Joe has maybe, like, three of them, and then the rest is just like, yeah, I'm Fat Joe. <laughs> NYC. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to listen Fat to that. Fat Joe. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, the Met Gala was this past weekend, but yeah. probably the biggest news outside of uh, AOC and her Tax the Rich. I saw one that said buy the dip on her. That, that was a good one. I saw one that was just a Chick-fil-A bag. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the biggest news was the fact that Nicki Minaj was not there. Okay, why not? Because she said I mean, that anyway, she but. didn't... The Met Gala was, uh, you know, you had to be vaccinated to go. And Nicki Minaj was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not getting vaccinated because my cousin got it. And he became impotent and his balls started swelling up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he just had, like, big... Bouncy balls like that episode of South Park where Randy's dad. <laughs> yes, I saw Randy Lapsing himself balls. That's uh, that we're saying that too. Um, are you so if you're unvaccinated, that means you're a Nicki Minaj fan? Wait, what? I'm not a Nicki Minaj, and I'm not back. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you saying? So what are you saying? I'm, you're talking I'm too just much. Say, I was saying it at you. I wasn't saying it at towards you, not at you. <laughs> just if you're unvaccinated, that means you're a fan of Nicki Minaj. That is true. <laughs> that you can take that either way or not. I'm not saying anything about unvaccinated people, other than the fact that you and Nicki Minaj have a lot in common, and you probably listen to well, her music. Pr- well, Pink Album is classic. Is, is it normal to gain another testicle <laughs> from the vaccination? No, it just makes them very big. Hey, from that same episode, it is stated that women love big balls. That's true. They can't get their eyes. They, look at me right here. <laughs> can't get their eyes off the family jewels. And uh, that was a long ass two loud minutes. Let's just long <laughs> like your balls. Too <laughs> loud, Sal and Ryan. Vaccinated. Uh, we come back another day. Because <laughs> we're not coming back today. We're done. We're done today. When we come back tomorrow, we are going to give all of our picks for the NFL. It's week two. We'll see what Sal's punishment is. Just make my comeback. Keep, uh, keep an eye on that on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Because Sal's definitely going to do something. That's gonna be pretty fucking embarrassing. Just I'm gonna re- laugh. Just remember that I last year I went on like the nice two game, three game winning streak before I just crashed hard. So there's gonna be a two game winning streak you're, where you're gonna lo- enjoy it as much as you can. You're just gonna win the first week and be like ah ha ha ha. And then once people get more creative and everything with the picks. It's not an episode of Dexter's Laboratory. I'm gonna win this shit. That's not fair because if it was Dexter, I'd be bad dark. Cause yeah, because you're I'm short. I'm like shorter Dexter. and I'd always beat you. No, if anything, I want to be the monkey. I, I saw, I forgot they had a superhero monkey yeah. who would like date the little, the, the actress lady or the model lady. Monkey, no, she was like the. Well, she was a double spy, huh? Yeah, was, like, she was like a Mr. Black, Mrs. Wi- Black Widow more, like, but yeah. Yeah, I want to be the monkey. <laughs> that was two loud minutes. We are too loud. Doing it for the money. No retreat and no escape